Hey, babe. Hello, all, and welcome to the Affluent Marriage Podcast. You're listening to one profit coach and one educator talk about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth building principles, authentic two-way communication strategies, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Your legacy begins here. Happy, well, this is an afternoon session, hence the coffee. We would not be doing this at eight o'clock at night. Actually, sometimes. Hey, you never know. It's not spooktober, but there is a thunderstorm in the background, so you might hear. It's very crackling of -hmm. thunder. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's spooky season. You're safe with us. You're safe with us. What we keep telling our kids because they're in the back, they're playing in their rooms, and every single time there's thunder. They're so like, if you ah! hear thunder and children screaming, no, this is not a horror episode. <laughs> it's just our house. It's just our life. It's just our life. Not only that, but like uh, there's like, you know, like the thunder and it's the only thing that's missing is it's not crispy outside. Like it's not crispy cold yet. And I have some candles coming from, I should give them a shout out there. I don't know where I went, but once I get them, I'll give them a shout out. Um, I got them from a small business um, when we were in Conway, North Carolina, South Carolina. And these candles smell like fall. Like they, it's apple and bourbon. It literally smells like apple cider and leaves and everything you could think of when you think of fall. And I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, the only thing like this, oh, there it is. Magnolia Creek Candle Company. Go check them out and go for the apple bourbon. I smelled it at their little like uh, farmer's market thing. And I was like, must have this for the fall. So today has full on fall vibes with like the coffee and like the coziness and like the thunderstorm outside and it's raining and like you, all I need is a candle and it to be a little bit crispy outside and Gilmore girls needs to be on. And, and I'm, I am, I am ready. All that means to me is my birthday is coming. Yeah. I guess that's important. Too. All of those vibes mean it's September Uh huh. and the 12th is coming. We're three days away. Birthday? As this recording is happening, uh-huh. by the time this is aired, we'll be one day away. One day. You're so excited for your birthday. Ooh. Are you excited to be 35? I'm excited. What? That means nothing to me. That means that. What are you most excited for for this year? That ice cream cake you're going to make me. <laughs> so I make them an ice cream cake. I made it, it last, last year. year. You did. Which we had a fiesta. Because you were going to purchase an ice cream cake. Yeah. And then I don't know if it was because we had people over and you're like, I need more quantity. Mm. So you just made your own. But that Mod Podge was a delicacy. I think I got excited about doing it. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to do this. And I made it and it was like, not like so good. I'm not trying to bash you. It wasn't like cute. Like, no, it was not cute. You're it's not, not, it's not like you, don't you have were to like about this, me. this baker on a show or whatever. And you created this masterpiece. No, I'm not talking about not cute. the aesthetics of no. the cake. I'm just talking about the decadence yes. of the cake was, was there. So it is My just gosh, in case you want to know. It was incredible. You get, I probably found that on TikTok somewhere, but it layers of double stuff Oreos because that's your favorite. Mm. You like Oreos. So I go double stuff, which is funny because you it don't like chocolate. <laughs> but he loves but double stuff Oreos and he also loves cookies and cream and <laughs> like ice cream. Does not make sense. So I layer the Oreos and the mint chocolate chip ice cream. Not I, mint, no. Oh, sorry, sorry, Oof. sorry. Cookies That'd and cream. Sorry, cookies and cream ice cream. Actually, that would taste pretty refreshing. Um, and then fudge. Like I two, I put fudge in the middle of it, and then I just layer it over and over and over so again. You're basically taking a cookies and cream ice cream, and you're adding more cookies to it. Yep. Love that. And then I just freeze it. Fudge 
and you with, freeze it. And, and some whipped cream. Actually, there's some whipped cream in there too. Mm. <laughs> it is, it's not for the person what who's trying to crust? lose weight. The crust? Oh, um, I don't know. I think I think it's just Oreos. They get soft after a while. So like... It was like an Oreo crust. I think it was an Oreo crust. On the bottom? Yeah. Love that. It's just all chocolate. <laughs> I just remember it being incredible. It's really good. <laughs> it's, it's a good uh, guilty pleasure. Do you like Oreos? Do you like ice cream? Do you like butter do you like whipped like it's it, do you like these things do you like chocolate then you will love this ice cream cake that Are i just put American? together <laughs> then you will love this then you will love the immense calories that are in this um so yeah so that's what's happening this coming week i'm really excited about that and also no in terms of what i'm excited for most this year i think it is just finally moving out of this space oh, Lord have mercy. into a larger space we just cleaned our house twice within twice. the last hour because of our two children and i'm just excited to have that all contained and i'm sure there's other parents listening just laughing because they're like <laughs> i know you it's gonna think get i know you can contain the tornado the tasmanian devil that is children no you can't their stuff is going to be all over your new place too and i, I but i have hope guys I let me that. dream let me have hopes let me keep that flame alive that I'm going to move into a bigger place mm-hmm. and there's going to be a space for them. Yeah. Maybe it's a basement. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a playroom. Or I don't den. know. But all of their things live in that space. I'm just more excited to have, a, like dream. you said, like a space that's theirs that doesn't necessarily follow them into my room, which I know you're probably laughing too. Stop laughing at us. Okay. We're, we're, when let I us dream. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> for them to leave me alone. <laughs> I love my children, but like if, if they could just have their space to be absolutely creative and then we could have our little oasis that we can be like, you don't need to go into mommy and daddy's room. There's no reason to be in here. Like unless, mm. unless you need to come in like Saturday morning, you don't, don't need to be in here. It's not so much that they need a space of their own. We need a space of yes. our own. That's not in a common area Yes, so that we could lock the door. Yep. You can't and no one here. can get in. No one. Like we have a key. So when it's time for us to do our work and our business and record, like we unlock we, the door, we, we go unlock. inside, close the door. Yes. They can't come in. This is, it's, we're just really excited. We're at that place, you know, when you're in the middle of a transition and you kind of feel like a little bit of pressure. That's where we are. If you want to know how we're feeling. Right. Cause we tried to do the thing where like your sister had a service dog. It was just trained to be a service dog and it literally would not walk into the kitchen. Yes. Like it would sit you want our kids to be trained like is that what you're getting at i'm telling you we tried (laughs) like we tried to train them to be like don't touch mommy's desk oh yeah no that's and they just laugh at us that's that's gone now especially since our desk is now in the living room so if you have a dog that needs training don't ask kimberly and i to do it no clearly we have failed one our children are not dogs let me just make sure that's very clear um they're not going to be the same but my desk is now in the middle of the living room which makes sense during a school day because they're not here but during the weekends, like my their stuff gets all over my area. This is her homework desk when it's homework time. Like it, it's just what I'm saying is we are excited for more space. Look, dog, child, spouse, Pavlov's law. Dude, I try it. <laughs> you're you're gonna I will condition my spouse. Wow. I'm gonna think of a way that I have conditioned. I was you. gonna say, I want you and to think of a way. Somewhere that I- within this episode, I'm just gonna chime in and it might be in the next thirty seconds, <laughs> but I'm gonna think of a way that I have conditioned you to have a behavioral response hmm. to something that I do in our marriage. I have pavlogged you, girl. Oh, I know I've Pavlod done it to you. You girl. I, I've done it, but I don't wanna let you know because then you'll be aware of it and you'll be like <gasps> Right. But okay, let's get into the episode because I know we have a lot to say. 
about this topic for today. Right. And so really last pod, we talked about the inner workings of what's in your budget. What's in your budget? And we broke that down. Budget. Today, we are going to jump into one of Kim's favorite words, and that discipline. is discipline. You know what? People, I just, I, I need, I'm so excited for the series because we have a couple of episodes that are going to be about this because everyone loves to give discipline a bad rap. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Discipline is not a bad thing. Discipline is a good thing. Discipline gives you so much more freedom to do the things that you desire to do, depending on what it happens to be. Like discipline gives order. And what do we want in a world of chaos? Order. Like in a world where your kids are throwing stuff all over the house, what do you want? Order. In a world where your kitchen constantly gets messed up because there's so much crap all over the place, what do you want? Order. Like discipline just creates order. It's just a, a, a like a, a way for you to create order and in your finances. So when we talk about discipline with money, we're just creating order with our money. So stop with the negative mind or the negative connotation with discipline means like, ugh, that just sounds so restrictive. Change your perspective. It creates a, an abundance if you allow it to, because when you are disciplined in that order, you can relax even more so. Because you're not going, oh my God, I have to, like, why is this so, I don't know. I just feel like so many people are like being taxed mentally with like the financial burden and it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. It's anyway. So I hope you guys enjoy this. (laughs) Yeah, no. So this is not just going to be a one-off episode. It's going to be more of a thematic Mm -hmm. uh, unit that we're going to kind of flow through. Thematic unit. Look at you, educator. You know, four to five weeks, we're going to be breaking down discipline and just talking about different factors of discipline. Professor Kim. Today, we're going to be talking mostly about what discipline is, Mm. uh, you know, what it looks like in an ideal person or someone that you know, and then really why it's important. Yes. So we're going to stop there, even though I know we're probably going to go off on a tangent on some of these. We're going to try and just stick to this one. And I'm sure that as you listen to us, you're going to be nodding your head because discipline is important, whether or not you want to believe it. Um, If you see me on the YouTube video, just like moving my head around and like looking up and it's because I'm thinking and I am trying to find a way that I've conditioned you. Oh, geez. So I am thinking. (laughs) So if I seem like I'm not focused or I'm looking or I'm like racking my mind, which I guess is good for you because that means it's not like coming straight to me. It's not like right there, right there, right there in the forefront. So we'll see. But basically financial discipline refers to the practice of consistently adhering to a set of financial principles, right? Mm-hmm. Habits, behaviors that help you manage your money responsibly and effectively. It involves making those intentional decisions about spending mm-hmm. and saving, investing, all of those things to have and maintain a healthy financial situation. Mm. So when you envision someone in your life that you know who just seemingly has it all together financially, Mm. Mm -hmm. you're picturing, and if you don't have someone, then maybe you're just thinking about what that perfect financial, Mm. you know, stable person is. But when you think about them and how they have it all together, if you were to like pinpoint or pick things from their life that you know that they're doing that makes them financially disciplined. Like these, these are the things that they're doing. When we think about what is financial discipline, you think about that person, that financially disciplined person that you're thinking of in your life. And you're like, yes, this person in my life has it all together. They're budgeting. Mm -hmm. They're spending their money wisely. 
Mm-hmm. They're saving. Mm-hmm. They're avoiding debt. They're investing. This person is setting goals. Mm-hmm. They're delaying gratification. They're regularly reviewing their numbers. They're educating themselves. They're not satisfied with where they are. They want more. They're reading, they're learning, they're studying. They resist peer pressure. That's big. Mm -hmm. Friends are like, hey, Friday night, let's go out. Oh, we're planning this trip. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know what? I got goals. I would love to go on that trip with you. And if I can make it happen, I will, but I've got goals. Mm -hmm. I resist peer pressure. And they cope when life changes because life throws some curveballs. Like these are all the things in my mind when you're thinking about somebody who is disciplined with money. Uh Like these are like the components or the fact. Like this is what makes up that person, that person in your life. You're like, wow, they have it all together. That's what they're doing. But see, here's what some of you are thinking. That person is boring that person is, you said, delayed gratification. Like none of these words mean or or give you the idea that they are having fun. So delayed gratification. Educating, you mean reading? You mean listening to podcasts? You mean asking questions about investing? You know, like putting, you know, pushing your glasses up? Like that doesn't, that's not gonna be me. Resisting peer pressure. Not I like, gonna be me. I like having fun. And I'd rather enjoy having fun with my money because, and so everything that you just mentioned, I'm just, and I'm, and I'm, I am agreeing with you that this person, if you've talked to them, right. And they're doing all these things, they are disciplined with their money, but what? Oh, I thought you were like looking at me like, no, they are disciplined with their money. But for those of you who are thinking to themselves, man, this person sounds kind of boring. I want to go back to the spending wisely thing because I was like looking to make sure that this list included something about spending because this person is not just hoarding their cash flow because there are very disciplined people out there with their finances who are, in fact, boring. Okay, like they're like Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> what is he like? No, I'm just joking. I like Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But anyway, um, but they are hoarding their money and they're putting it into these places. They might be saving, spending, uh, they might be avoiding debt. They are investing. They're setting goals. They have delayed gratification. And they're like, I can't do anything because I have this huge goal of like investing X, Y, and Z over the year or whatever. So I have to say no, 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 no all the time. You can seem super rigid. What I want to focus on as well when we talk about being disciplined with money is that you get to decide what spending wisely looks like to you, okay? So your values, your goals, and that spending wisely have to do with you. If your idea of spending wisely while still being able to say yes to saving, avoiding debt, investing, setting goals, all that stuff. If your idea of spending wisely includes going to a spa retreat every month, includes going to get your hair and nails done, includes going on vacations two or three times a year. I have a client right now who's in New Zealand right now, living her best life. Last month I told her, please go buy a TV. You've been looking at this thing for months, go buy it right? If it looks like getting a year subscription to going to the theater so that you can go to all of them, if it looks like going shopping and having a shopping spree of $1,000 every single month, if it looks like, you get what I'm saying, in that spending wisely part, you can still be a disciplined person and still have a good time with your money, 
No one is saying that if you're disciplined with your money, that means that you don't have a fun bone in your body. You can create values based on what you desire in your money and you can still have a disciplined lifestyle while still enjoying the things that you want. I just want to make sure that I say something to that person who's listening to it, who's going, this sounds like a lot of work and I don't want to have delayed gratification. This makes me feel like I want to be a toddler. I'd rather do the fun thing instead of being disciplined. This is where that that perspective of it's boring gets into people's minds. So I wanted to give you that perspective as well, that this person is a well-rounded person that is able to enjoy their life now while going after their their bigger goals. That right. Is you can be disciplined and still spend mm-hmm. a lot of money mm-hmm. wisely. Mm-hmm. That just means you're doing your research and you're shopping around and you're educating yourself before you're purchasing that vehicle. Mm-hmm. You're looking for the best deal on that new appliance that you want for your home. You're looking for the best flooring company to put in that new hardwood floor, that new carpet that you want. You're, you're still spending money. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it wisely. Right. And you still have discretionary funds that if you decided on that Friday night to be like, yeah, let's go out. Let's do our thing. You can. And you should have a good time. So resisting peer pressure, even that area, doesn't mean that if your friends come over and they go, hey guys, let's go out, that you're like, I'm sorry, I can't, like ever. (laughs) You know what I mean? You still can say yes to those things. We're just talking, it doesn't have to be that every single time someone says, let's go out, let's go out, let's go out, that you're like, but I haven't even saved anything yet. I haven't, you know what I mean? It could be Find the balance there, friends. It could very well be, hey, like I've allocated this much to going out for this month and I know that Dan Graham is having the birthday bash extra- extravaganza. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm putting all my eggs in that basket this month. Mm-hmm. So I can't go to your little shindig because right. it's Dan Graham month. Right, it's all Dan right? Graham month. But the point is, you're still going out, you're still spending money, you're still living that life. It's just, you're not going above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Into the point that you don't have that money. You have priorities in check. You're not overspending. You said it intentionally spending, saving, investing. So find the balance there. So I just wanted to make sure that that was clear when we talk about discipline. This person is not boring. Let me ask you a question, Kimberly Renee Graham. Go for it. Wow. How do you know when it's time to go to bed at night? Oh, you are so funny. You're so excited about this one. Um, when, when you come in to the door, is that, okay, that, <laughs> that that's, your condition? That's, that's, one, that's one conditioning. Okay. okay. How else? What if, what if you're in the living room with me? How do you know without me saying a word, how do you know it's time to go to bed? You're sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. I just wrapped up my gaming session. I was going to say, you turn off your game and then you turn off the lights. There it is. <laughs> now, some of you might be saying, wow, you turn off the lights on your wife. He yes, does. I do. And it annoys the mess out of me. But you know, part of it is I enjoy bothering you. Is that <laughs> Such, so? You're so annoying. He's men like, out there, you know, with your partners, like, do you sometimes just enjoy bothering so your partner? Like, do you just get enjoyment out of that? Because I do. So when I wrap up and you're sitting there on the couch or on your phone and I just turn out all the lights... I'm annoyed. I'm like, I'm still here. I don't want to go to bed yet. And he's like, but I do. And I'm like, I didn't ask. I don't care if you want to go to bed then. So that is my conditioning response. When the lights go out. I know it's time to go to bed. 
There it is. Or when you come in the door, like if I'm watching something in the in our bedroom. Do you start salivating like a dog? When no, I, I, turn I, the I don't. I don't. Sometimes I let out a big heavy sigh. You just don't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> yes. There it is. Because I really, like, I like watching my own things that are a little bit nerdy that are just for me. <laughs> and then when he comes in, I'm like, oh, I can't nerd out anymore. I can if I want to. I just no, don't. No, you very much still watch I your... Know. I do cruise vlogs and everything else that you have going on in the background i love cruise vlogs <laughs> all right so that is how you're conditioned no that is discipline oh i just made you choke on that let's go pumpkin spice coffee coming through your nostrils so that is what discipline is and looks like mm -hmm. right the budgeting the saving the spending wisely the setting goals delaying self you know gratification educating yourself on finances making those changes when life happens. Like that's discipline. Mm -hmm. That's what I view as discipline with money when I think about someone who's got it all together. So why is that so important? <laughs> why do we want, why do we want to be disciplined with money? Why do we want to have, like what does that bring to us? What are the benefits? Why can't I just live the way I want to live? Live with, you know, just caution to the wind, whatever the money wants to do. I just think that we have to live with that understanding of we don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. It would, especially, listen, if you're a, a, a single person Are you going all doom and gloom on us? No, where, I'm where not. I'm not. If you're a single person out there and- You're not promised tomorrow, I didn't single say person. that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. It makes sense that you'd be like, I can I just do what I want. Like, it's fine. Um but I think especially this might be something that's on your shoulders if you have people that you're taking care of is what I'm saying. So if you have like children, the weight of what are they going to do for college? Do I have enough savings to hand down to them? Oh my gosh, like I want to be able to do something for myself, but do I have the time for that? Like there's just all these like things that are looming in your mind, right? So I'm, I'm just saying that person might have more than a person who's like, it's just me. I'm just going to I'm fine. I have more time, which you do. Like, I, I'm, there's nothing wrong with either one. I'm just saying, in your situation, whatever it happens to be, if you have something going on that's in the back of your mind that's just looming there that causes you anxiety every once in a while, okay? This is why that discipline and that routine can be so helpful to you. Because what you can do that's beautiful about this is that you can say, you know what? I'm going to do something about it right now. I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? I might not be able to make the full $6,500 into my Roth IRA this year, but I can do $50 a month. And that's me saying, ha, I did something. You know what I mean? Like that is something that you can say you did something to, to appease the future you that is giving you anxiety, right? So discipline is important because it helps you manage your finances effectively and make wise financial decisions, not just for your today, but for the anxieties of tomorrow. That's what discipline with your money allows you to, 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 to do. And in a world ridden with anxieties of things that we cannot control, it's beautiful to be able to have control over this, to be able to say, you know what, at least I can say, I am doing my due diligence attempting to do these things. I am trying my very best to be as disciplined as I can with my finances. And I'm going to get there, you know? So I think that it's, it's, gives you that stability that allows you to keep moving forward as opposed to getting rid, you know, ridden with anxiety where you're like, Oh my gosh, 
I can't do. I I can't move. The best thing I can do. Oh, I guess, you know, YOLO. I'm just going to do whatever I got to do today. And I'm just going to spend my money like there's no tomorrow. Like that's like like the total antithesis. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You have some control. Find out how you can take control (laughs) and move forward there. To me, everything that you just described is peace. Mm -hmm. Financial discipline brings that stability that brings peace. Mm -hmm. You know where every single dollar is going. Mm -hmm. You have control over your finances. You're not overspending. That anxiety, that fear, that worry of, oh no, that bill is coming in Mm -hmm. or the paycheck is this day and I have this due, but this income then, like there's not this, this stress. Yeah. You know exactly where your money is and where your money is going and where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. So that helps you to manage those unexpected expenses. Mm -hmm. You don't freak out about those things. It helps you to manage those emergencies and those other challenges without reaching for the credit card, Mm -hmm. without going into debt, without asking your friend or family member for money. Mm -hmm. It also allows you to be very, very deliberate with your yes, right? Your yes is your yes, is your no is your no. If someone pro, you know propositions you and says, hey, what if we did X, Y, and Z, or do you want to do this? You'll be able to clearly say, you know what? If you, you know, how long in advance is this? Are we talking like six months in advance? Okay, let's do this, right? An example of that is our friend group, which we've talked about before in previous episodes. Um, we all are very financial minded and none of us are in the realm of finances. I'm the only one who you know, says, I'm a money coach. I help people manage their money um, and give them, you know, good ideas. Everybody else works in a very typical, like nine to five, right? So teachers, we have some like IT peeps, we have some, you know, pastors in there, like we're all mixed in there. Okay. So all that to say, like when we have conversations, like for example, we're like, oh, hey guys, we should think we wanted to, like, I think it was a couple of years ago, we were like, let's go to Disney. Let's go to Disney in January. And um, it was around this time that it was being said. And right now is September. And we were like, okay, let's go. Like, so we got our price point. We knew exactly how much we needed to do. There was no, but the beautiful thing about this, right? You know how you have friend groups and you all want to go somewhere together. That's like a pretty big chunk. And it gets to that midway part where everyone has to pay or whatever. And everyone's like, or some people are like, I did it. And some people are like, yo, bro, can you spot me like a, like 200 bucks? Like I'll pay you back. Like I can't, like that is such a downer <laughs> in a group, in a friend group, whatever. But because all of us are very disciplined, again, with our finances, we all said, okay, well, sweet. Let's go ahead and put it on our budget. We'll be able to pay in full. And literally that's what we all did. By the time it was like, you know, 60 days before, 30 days before we all put our stuff in and we were all like, okay, let's go. Let's go have a good time. There was no, there's none of that. You know what I mean? So I feel like when you have, you're surrounding yourself, even with disciplined people, it makes things like that easier to say yes. And easier to understand when someone says, hey, I'm not able to do that at this point. It's just not something I'm going to do. And everyone's like, okay, not a problem. It's not like, seriously, like just use a credit card. Like everyone's like very respectful of each other's financial situation. I love that those trips are also planned out so far in advance. It's not just like, you know, what would be really fun in the next six weeks over spring break. We should all go to this beach trip and get a beach house. And like, yeah, it's not a six week. Like we've planned that out 24 months. Also probably our age. 
in advance. We're that all could like be 35. true too. <laughs> like, that could be true too. We, we might have done that when we were like in our twenties. <laughs> but to me, you're describing not only peace, but that financial discipline. It aids that debt management. Yeah. Right. Not only is it going to help you get out of the debt that you might have with student loans or auto loans, but it's also going to keep you from going further yes. into debt because you're going to work with what you have. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's huge because if you just think about not only what you're doing in the now, but it's almost like if you think about a parallel you in a multiverse, right? Ooh, ooh, and multiverse. that person is going into debt and doing all of these things. Yes, they have to pay off their debt, but they also have to pay the interest yeah, on, on top that, of debt. that debt. So that parallel multiversal whatever person is missing out on so much mm -hmm. potential generational wealth building. That's the part. Mm -hmm. Because of that emotional decision to mm -hmm. say, I want to go on this trip with my right. friends, even though I don't have the money. Right. They're missing out on so mm -hmm. much. So financial discipline is that piece that you talked about. And it's also going to help you prevent and mm -hmm. overcome debt management and help you build and unlock that generational wealth building potential that is like stored in you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're missing out on so, especially with those interest rates. My gosh, I could not believe that some credit cards are 24 25% additionally. And the thing that, and I can go on about this. Well, I'm not things, going they're, to. They're I'm probably not going prying to. on those subprime lenders, those people that are below like what, 649 on their credit score or whatever but it is. Still. And they're the most at risk to default on their loans. Like these are the people that these credit cards are going after because they know they need the money. Right. They're strapped for it. And they're not going to be good for it. So they're going to they're not going to pay it off month after month. Right. Like those interest charges are going to come for them. But th the fact of the matter is, is that like we care more about the interest rate that we're getting on our credit card and less about the interest that we're getting back to us in different places where interest can come back to us. Now, is it as much as 25 percent? No, but that's also like crooked. Like, excuse me, what? <laughs> but like I have to give the bank 25 percent if I, you know, don't pay a bill right? Every single time I do that. But then if I go into my savings account and I get like a high yield savings, I'm only maybe getting 4%, maybe, okay? 4% um, on that. Uh, in the market, I might be getting between 8, 6 to 12. Like it, it varies, but like average is about 8%. That What? Only 8%. Now I'm not going to say like, oh my gosh, but that's the only reason, that's the reason why you need to make sure that you have a lot of eggs in those baskets so that you have more interest coming to you as opposed to more interest leaving you. Um, you know, like if people decided to invest their dollars in real estate or in something like that, instead of racking up, you know, debt, they're, they're more likely to bring more money back to them and to their future than if they are just constantly using this credit card and giving 25, like it's like robbery, seriously, that they're doing that. Um, and, and don't even get me started on 0% balance transfers because I know people love to play that game. They do the 0% balance transfer dance. They are betting that you get right yourself right back into debt. They are betting that you're like, oh yeah, we'll give you 0% for another year and a half, but we know you'll be back because you haven't changed your habits. You're still in the same position you're in. Sure, you can pay it off in the next year and a half. We'll give you 0%, absolutely. But they know that you're going to get yourself in a bind again and still haven't figured out your habits. They are smart, okay? But you need to be smarter 
all that to say, discipline will help you get there. Right. There's a reason why they're the biggest buildings in the cities, right? Yeah. But again, you're describing that long-term financial health. When you are financially disciplined, it's not just for the now. It absolutely benefits you in the now. Right. But it's like you're that potential energy is that like you've got potential energy where it's like being stored up. Yes. Yes. It, you're, like a you're, generator. You are building that potential energy so that when you get to those, you're really excited about that word. I was, I was excited about it. <laughs> when you get to those later years, those retirement years or whenever it is, you can unleash that potential energy, right? And turn it into kinetic energy. It's, it's now moving. It's Ooh, now doing something, right? It's you. built that... Yeah, I, I passed 10th grade science or whatever. Thank you, babe. Look at you, potential Look kinetic you, energy. Look at you, kinetic energy. Yeah, what is it? The uh, mitochondria is like the Moira. powerhouse of the cell. Yes, yes. mitochondria. I yeah, sounded you know. like Moira Rose. Kinetic you, energy. There it is. They should cast you on a remake. There you so go. So the point is that being financially disciplined is not just for the now. It's also for the later. Yeah. Right? The other thing is when you are financially disciplined, you another benefit is you actually achieve your goals. Like let's think about this. What? How many people actually achieve the goals? How many people set New Year's resolutions? Oh jeez. Right? And then of those people that set New Year's resolutions, and I want to say like 95% of the world does that. Mm-hmm. There are some people that don't. There are years that I don't, there are years that I do. But of those people that set those New Year's resolutions, like just look at the gym, right? Like how many people come in strong in January and yeah. every month it starts to teeter off and the gym is still getting those monthly, monthly membership dues, Yep. but there's nobody in that gym come March. So people set these goals, but they don't often hit those New Year's resolution goals. Yep. Maybe because their goal is too lofty, mm-hmm. it's too high and it's not realistic and attainable that's a different conversation. The point is the financially disciplined, they actually achieve their financial goals Mm -hmm. because they're creating a budget. They're saving consistently. They're avoiding that impulse spending. Mm -hmm. They're achieving their goals and their aspirations because of their discipline. And that goes back to that, um, you know, intentionality, right? Is that even a word? I love it. I think it is. is. Um, (laughs) Intentional living and intentional spending because when you have your value, again, your values are really at the core of this year. So I was, oh my gosh, I was literally just talking to my business coach earlier today because I was talking about a client in one of my stories on Instagram who makes over 10 grand a, a month on her own, right? And she was so excited. She messaged me and she goes, Kim, I'm so excited. I've got about $4,000 in my savings account. Two months ago, she had nothing in there nada. She has 4,000 in there. She goes, by the end of this year, I'm going to have $9,000 in my account. And I was like, good for you. Right. So I'm celebrating her. Right. And all the time she's been able to get to maybe a thousand, 2000 in her bank, and then she'll deplete it. Um, and I'm, she's like, I don't know why I keep getting into the cycle where I just can't stop touching the, the, the savings account. And I'm like, well, because you don't really have a plan for what you're doing with your money. So as we're having this conversation, somebody else was in my DMs and they were like, wow, this is really interesting that you said that. Like, I know, and this person makes like over hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in cash. And she was like, I don't feel comfortable unless I have $250,000 at least ready to go for me to use. It doesn't all have to be liquid, but it does need to have something that I can use. But I know other people who are in my same position that only want $20,000 in cash ready to go. And I was like, and that's the thing. It's value. It's your individual values. You have to, your discipline 
can't just be for discipline's sake, right? It has to be for the value and for the the, the purpose that you're trying to go after. So like if 20,000 makes you feel good to have in the savings account and you have an understanding and, and a very good pulse as to how your money is being spent, then good for you. That's all you need, right? Like, but but if you want 250,000 and that makes your psyche feel much better for whatever reason, that's all up to you as long as you have a good pulse and you're not feeling super anxious about things, right? No matter what, getting support in this area is so important to understand what your values are. So it goes back to that intentional spending and not just saying, okay, well, I have to put it all into savings or I have to, you know, like you have to decide what is the most important thing. And if your achieving goal that your goal that you're trying to go after looks like, I want to go on three vacations a year, which means I have to put a thousand dollars a month aside so that I can do that you're going to be so happy with the way that you're spending if it means that you get to go on these vacations three times a year. Does that make sense? Like it it has to be that type of discipline to get what you want. That's why those people who are disciplined get more of their check marks. They're like, I did it, I did it, I did it. Because their intentions and their values are very clear. I hope you can picture this portrait that we're illustrating of this person that has pristine financial discipline. Not everyone has this, and I would say most people do not, but the goal is growth. The goal is to continue pressing forward and to make the changes that you can make to see yourself become this person that you aspire to be. So why is it important? What are the benefits? We talked about that stability. We talked about that peace. We talked about the debt management. We talked about achieving goals. We talked about the future and building wealth. Let's talk about how it helps you to avoid impulse spending. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we we brought a lot of attention to that. And I really hope, uh, again, going back to the picture that you just like, that we're creating, I really hope that we're creating that it isn't one type of person who can be disciplined with their finances. Any person, doesn't matter if you're a person who is um, a little bit more, like impulsive in that you are like, man, I just really want to have like 300 bucks a month that I can just blow and not have to like answer to anyone. If you're a person who desires more freedom in their finances to be able to do those types of things or to, to give or to whatever you want that, that person can still be disciplined in other areas of their finances so that they can have more guilt-free spending, right? But also to that person who is very much type A, um, who wants everything in their P's and Q's, Right. Discipline is also helpful to you, but also I really want you to focus on what do you want right now, not just focusing so much on the the horizon, but also enjoying the journey. Like every single person within that spectrum can be disciplined with their finances and understanding what their values are and creating a a routine that makes sense. So but there's something to be said about, about somebody mm-hmm. who knows who they are as a person yeah. as, and as a spender. If you are a spontaneous, impulsive spender, then like you said, you need to have planned Mm -hmm. impulsivity. Yes. Or planned spontaneity. Like Mm -hmm. it is written in the budget. Spontaneity? Spontaneity. Spontaneity. Yeah. Well, hello there. Uh (laughs) Learn something new every day. But the point is it's planned. Mm -hmm. So you are putting a line item in that says, I know myself as a spender. I am going to see something and impulsively be like, 
I want that. I want that new drink from Starbucks. Mm -hmm. It's I want it. It's mine. I'm going to have it now. Mm -hmm. And it's okay because I know that's the kind of person I am. And in my budget, I've put aside the money for this. It is. But. Okay. Financial discipline says, just like before, when your impulsive spending runs out Mm -hmm. and you have blown through your $300 or however much you allocate for yourself each month for this miscellaneous Mm -hmm. discretionary spending, Mm -hmm. then it's time to stop Mm -hmm. and be an adult Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not have an emotional tantrum like my three-year-old in a store walking down the candy aisle because we tell her, no, you cannot have that. Yes. That's a big boy. That's a benefit of financial discipline. Conversation, right? And why is that important? You have given yourself in this example, we're saying 300. Girl, if you, or boy, or whoever you are, if you want that to be $1,000, go for it. We're just naming a vague number. Let's just say $300 is what you want to be able to spend just impulsively every single month. You get to the end of that 300 and you're like, hmm what did I buy? Right. And so you're looking at it and you're like, man, that just wasn't enough. I, I just want a little bit more. 300 isn't enough. Then you can go back. You have a couple options. A, you can either say, okay, well, you know what? I got all of this stuff already in this month. Next month I get 300 more dollars and I get to spend on this other list of things that I desire. Right. Because I, I'm, I have like, again, intentional value-based list of these things have to get done as well. Savings are important. Investing is important. Future stuff is important. This $300 is just what I'm doing impulsively. Next month, I'll have I'll be able to do more impulsive things. That's the first option where you can just have that resolve of like, I've, I've done enough. I'm good. Next month, I'll have more. And I'm happy with that because my plan is allowing me to do that. Second thing that you could do, if you have the capital, right? If you have the income, go back to the drawing board and go, I want 500. Do I still get to do all the things that are important to me? Yep okay, I might have to take from another place. It could be, you know what? My grocery budget might have to get a little bit smaller so I can have more of an impulsive spending. Maybe I'm not even going into details. You get the picture. If you want more, get more. No one's going to say to you, "Mm, you probably shouldn't have that much for spending because if your values are being met, then you're still a disciplined person with your finances because you have made a calculated, smart decision based on what you desire in your life. Now, if you don't have groceries in your fridge and you're okay with that because you wanted to spend it all on all these impulsive things, that's on you, boo. <laughs> that's but that's fine. your lifestyle. But that's that your is choice. your choice. That is your lifestyle. So I hope we're painting this picture that we're not saying that you can't ever spend. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, what values do you desire for your today and for your future? And are they mentioned in your daily financial routine? If they're not mentioned in your daily financial routine and you just find yourself at the end of the month going, holy crap, where did my money go? How did I get to this end of the month? And I'm still wondering, how, how did I not do these things? Then there's your sign right there that you need a little bit more discipline in your life. We only have a couple benefits left, but I really do enjoy this next one because this is something that we saw in our lives. And this is one of the few benefits that's really out of body or it's not all about you, it's about others. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of cool. It's almost mm-hmm. in a way... Not that anyone gets financially disciplined for others. You're doing that for yourself, but it can have that, you know, outside motivation to be like, you know what? I'm going to get my stuff right because Mm. in doing so, 
other people, you're going to set that example. Other people are going to observe you being disciplined. Mm -hmm. And look, we talk about this all the time. Light repels darkness, right? right? When you are walking in the light of financial discipline and everything is just rosy and things are going good and you are in peace when everything else is on fire, like people pay attention to that. Oh, they notice. They notice. Mm -hmm. And we saw that in our life, right? We got our money right early in our marriage and people thought we were cute and Mm -hmm. young and they were like, that's adorable that you guys are doing this. Good luck. Mm -hmm. But it's sarcastic way. Good luck because they were laughing like that's never going to happen. Yeah. And lo and behold, we paid off $76,000 of student loan debt in two years and a half. Mm -hmm. And here we were debt free at 25 years old with no more student loan debt. And other people are looking at, you know, their student loans, like I'm going to be paying this until I'm in my sixties. Right. Mm. We created that life for ourselves. We created the freedom that we experience now. And my parents took notice. Mm hmm. They're like, hold up, my 25-year-old son and, and my daughter-in-law did what? We make way more money than they do. Yeah. We're in our 50s. We are doing really well with income compared to them. There's no reason why we should have mm-hmm. all of this debt. Right. There's no reason why we should have like this car loan, this, this, this mortgage still. This, so they got to work. Mm-hmm. And because of the things that we did, they made changes and now look where they're at. Yeah. Financially free. Yep. Debt free. And our, Completely. our entire, we talk about them all the time, our friend group. Yep. And they acknowledge us too. We were the first ones to go through that. Yeah. And they saw us and they're like, hold on, we need to get a part of that too. Right. So our whole friend group is debt free. Yep. Is debt free. And again, smart with their, they're disciplined with their money. And the conversations we have are so different from what I hear other people having. And I'm like, whoa, we, we definitely hit the jackpot, <laughs> jackpot, um, being pot as Brooklyn nine, nine. Anyway, being pot, <laughs> because the conversations we have are very open. And if someone again says, Hey, I, I, I'm unable to do that. It's not in my budget for this month. There's no like, Ew, gross. It's just like, okay, I understand where you're at. Let's maybe change it a little bit. Let's do something else. Or maybe let's postpone it until you know, you're know you able to do it. Or we just continue to do it. And there's no hard feelings. Everyone understands like, you know what, my time is going to come. Like, it's all good. You know, like it is okay. Or, you know, we'll, we'll like, bre- like my, I have a, you know, a subgroup where we go glamour girls where we literally went to, a, you know, however, I don't even know how many stars, whatever restaurant got a five course meal and it just spent hundreds of dollars and it was beautiful. It was so much fun to just go and enjoy our money together. So we do those things, but we also talk about the the longevity of like, oh, what's the next step? And when we're having issues where we're like, man, it's a rough month. There's been a lot of stuff that's been hitting us left and right. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you feeling? Do you need any support? Do you know what you need to do? And they're like, yeah, I know what I need to do. It's just going to be a little bit tight. Cool. That's fine. Like, we'll support you. Let's go do a potluck at your house. Like we have the conversations that are so like meaningful. We're all going to be multimillionaires in our, you know, little Mickey mansions. I don't know. But, (laughs) but what I'm saying is like, it's, it's so nice to have that, that friend group. So setting an example isn't just something that is, oh yeah, for my kids. Yes, that is part of it. But it's also for the friend group around you. 
And let me just tell you, it's it's life-giving when you have that being able to be reciprocated, that someone understands and respects what you're doing. And, and they're like, I'm on this too. So, yeah. That is a bonus, you know, benefit to financial discipline. Mm-hmm. Now, with all of these benefits that we've talked about, I can guarantee you that they will happen. I can't guarantee you that by setting an example, your family or your friends are going to come to the light of mm. financial discipline. I mean, it's like it's, it's almost like yeah. when you take medicine, sometimes mm. there's side effects, except this one is positive, you know, could re- result in this reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Because you are being financially disciplined on the back of that financial discipline medicine bottle, there's a small little print that says could result in life change for your family, friends, and children, mm-hmm. right? But they, they have to ultimately want that for themselves. Absolutely. You cannot force, right? And we're going to talk about this too. What happens if your spouse is undisciplined and you are disciplined? Mm. Because that in and of itself, right? When we talk about power couples, when we talk about couples doing really big, you know, legacy changer things for the future, if one person is like on it and they're like, this is this, I get the vision and the other person is not, it's, it's like danger, danger. <laughs> like you can't force them to get on the same page as you. You can't. So I'm, I'm writing a book, right? Oh, yes, you are. Do it's you know a what, really good book, by the way. Do you know what we call those people? Go ahead. Mola Mola. Mola Mola. Yeah, those are Mola Mola people. <laughs> and everyone's wondering what in the world a Mola Mola Go is. Go ahead, explain it. I'm not going to explain it. because Oh, you got to read the book. I like it. So there you are. I thought you were going to talk about Mighty Me's. Ooh, Mighty Me's. That's another part of the book. But we're not going to explain that right now. That's That's, going to be later. That comes later. But I just want you to know, you might have married a Mola Mola. Mm -hmm. And look, Mola Molas need love too. They do. They do. They do. But there's a way that you approach them. And we're going to talk about that. Yeah, it's going to take some work. So, Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about the podcast Mm -hmm. when a disciplined person, well, that too, a disciplined person uh, is bound to an undisciplined person. How do Mm -hmm. we interact with that? We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. All right. Last thing. When you are financially disciplined, it doesn't matter what the world throws at you. Mm-hmm. And look, I I was there in 2020. Mm-hmm. All right. World threw some stuff at us. Mm. It started with like those those fires in uh, California, right? Remember mm-hmm. there was all of that? And then... Dude, the beginning of 2020 was insane, but you know, yeah. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Helicopter crash. It was literally the third right? day of January. And then... Yeah, there was so much stuff that happened. And then boom, right? We're going into all these reports. Now COVID was already here in America in, yeah, in March and the shutdown, know. March mm-hmm. 13th. We just weren't aware of it. But yeah, all through that, the pandemic and then everything, you know, like the capital riots, everything that the world has thrown at us in these last 36 months. Yes. My goodness, right? Mm-hmm. Financially disciplined people, right? The crypto, the yeah. NFT. Oh my goodness. We had so much stuff. There was a lot of stuff going on. There was a lot of stuff going on. There needs to be like a book or a movie or something that just like talks about January 1st, 2020 until like, I don't know, December 31st of 2022 or something. And that, I mean, there's just so many plot points. There's just so many. That's a whole nother conversation. But no matter what the world throws at you, financially disciplined people find a way to adapt Mm -hmm. to the changes around them. It's true. When they're getting that stimmy money, they're adapting mm-hmm. to that. When they get un- unemployed mm-hmm. because their job shut down or their mm-hmm. small business shut down because mm-hmm. the doors closed because of the pandemic, yep. they adapted. Right. I think about Rachel Rogers and how she adapted Ooh, yeah. when That's her a good doors story. shut down. Right. Yeah. And she turned 
seemingly no income at that point. To a like million dollar business. Million dollar month. She had a million dollar month. One, yeah, within one month. It's crazy how there are stories like that everywhere of people who took the opportunity and it, with, a, with intense pain comes intense like, you know, like growth. There were so many people during that time and I guarantee you most of them were financially disciplined enough that they were able to say, okay, you know what? The world is giving me an opportunity to sit down and breathe and figure out what's going on. Or have a panic attack. Like or me. have a panic attack, right? That's what you had, right? But but even in that panic attack, we were able to be like, you know what? Take the time that you need. Time is beautiful. And all of that discipline led to us being able to take time without worrying about whether bills are going to be due, whether you need to get back to work, whether you needed to, whether I needed like several new clients. Like that is what discipline from before was able to give us the gift of time and space. If that isn't enough, a reason why you need to have discipline in your finances, I don't know what is because panic attack happens. Um, what else do you have? What what was the thing, dude? What are you trying to try to put me on blast here? No. And say I got a lot of problems. No, it was just I do. it was just a very stressful. I had a baby. Not everybody can be Kimberly. <sighs> no, Renee. dude, I had Damn. a baby. I was learning about my new business. I just started my business. I feel in like 2020. saying you had a baby is just more of a flex. No, like, I no. Okay, so in 2020, I'm so I had great. I had I my carried baby. a child, grew my business, birthed that child, mothered that child, and grew my business. And had more. a coach. And you just had a panic attack. No, I'm no. Just kidding. no, we're not putting down <laughs> no. anxiety ridden people like myself. Like I started my guys. business in 2020. Yes, right before this happened, I was not making. Contrary to a lot of people who are like, oh, Kim, you're doing so great. I was not making $20,000 a month in cash when I first started. I had a lot to learn. I hired my first coach. I had a child. Um, and then, so, you know, shortly after that, took care like, of her husband. Took care of me. <laughs> but you had, what was that other, what's the thing called? Shingles. You had shingles. Oh, man. And that was panic attack. Yes, that was all because of the anxiety. And then, you know, and then we recognized that there was a deeper problem with like the anxiety. So then there was therapies and then there was, you know, like there was a lot of depression. Like there was a lot of things that we had to go through in the last like two and a half years that the financial discipline gave us the space to be in those moments and to get the support we needed. I don't, I don't, if you don't understand that that's what it helps you to do, it helps you to adapt to life changes. As life comes at you, you're able to say, you know what? We need space. I'm not going to, I don't need to be like hustle and grind. Like I don't, that's not a part of the vocabulary here. You know, like we just need to sit back and we just need to take care of what's happening in front of us, the present day things that need to happen. That's, All right, so that's it. That's powerful. We, uh, we need to wrap this up with the CTA. Uh, okay. let's, let's talk about how you can condition your spouse. <laughs> you condition your spouse by using no, the give light. Us a, give us a CTA. Here's the CTA for you guys, okay? Like, I, I just, I really hope that we've done our job painting a, pish, a picture of what a disciplined person, a financially disciplined person looks like. I want you to take a, a snapshot of yourself. What areas of your life do you feel like you're disciplined in, Right. And why are you so disciplined in these areas? And how can you like take some of these habits and maybe the way that you stay disciplined in certain like other areas of your life that you're like, I feel so on target for this. I know exactly what I need to do to be successful. How can you take some of those habits and some of those routines and put them into your money management? And in your money management, here's another thing that you can do as a little, you know, self journal for yourself is to say to yourself, okay, 
what areas do I need to be more disciplined in in my finances? Like I, I probably say yes to myself a lot more than I say no to myself in my spending and being able to say, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. And the swiping of my credit card, like I say yes a lot, but is it the yes to my future or is it my yes to my now? So maybe it's a good idea to write down what areas do I need to be more disciplined in? And again, how can I use some of those like routines that I've used in other areas of my life that I'm disciplined in and carry it over into my finances? That's my CTA. Do you ever just listen to yourself and you say, wow, I just said that. Yes to my future or yes to my now. I love that. Oh, did you like it? I didn't like it. I loved it. Oh, you loved it. Yes to my future or yes to my now. Check that out. And you can say yes to both. But there has to be a balance. Many people say yes to now a lot more than they say yes to their future. And so I want you to do that evaluation on yourself. So check us out next week, guys, to find out how you can become that financially disciplined person that you aspire to be. Mm -hmm. Guys, go live in love, walk in wealth. Take care, y'all. Bye.